Chapter 11, Business and the Art of Creative Mis Misrepresentation. It was still raining softly that afternoon as I pedaled home from Arnold's, but the sun was coming out and I knew we'd be able to work the next day. I told Arnold what happened with Rock. He nodded. As you become more successful, you'll attract more attention, good and bad. It's a fact of business. It was good that Mr. Powdermilk showed up. With our unique situation, it might be difficult to call the authorities. Are we breaking the law? No, not at all, not at all. But it might be difficult to explain how all this could happen without your parents knowing. I watched as Joey Powell waved, got in his station wagon, and drove away. I'm going to tell them. I'm just waiting for the right time. Soon. The right time would be soon. I nodded. Maybe tonight? And just for the record, I tried. Mom came home around four o'clock from her summer job. Dad came out of his lab in the basement. I helped in the kitchen and we had a proper sit down meal. After the meal, dad read the paper and I helped mom with the dishes. And then we went to the living room to watch television. Just after dad put the paper down and mom turned the set on, there was a, no, there was a moment. Mom, dad, they both looked at me. I've been mowing lawns, seemed lame, try again. I mean, I know how hard you work lame. Hmm. All right. Shoot the moon. Mom, dad, if you could have anything you wanted, anything, what would it be? Mom looked at me. Is this a game? No, seriously. Anything you wanted, what would it be? She frowned thinking, well, I would hope that you would have a happy and fulfilled life. I mean, stuff. Is there any kind of stuff you would want? I looked at dad. Same for you. Anything. I'd agree with your mother and hope that you had a good life. I have a good life, I thought, and I have other, other $50,000. Thanks, both of you, but hey, like I said, I mean stuff for yourselves. Isn't there anything you would want? They looked at each other and shrugged. Not a thing, Mom said. Me either. Oh, come on, I mean, think about it, anything, no matter the cost. There was a silence, then Mom laughed. Oh, I know what you're doing. You've saved up some money from your lawn mowing business and you want to help out. Isn't that it? Well, uh, sort of. Ah, she smiled that soft mother smile. That's very sweet, dear, but we... Who on earth is that? She'd been sitting facing the front window, which looks out across the lawn, which by this time, with what with Pascal's efforts, was starting to look pretty good. He'd been so horrified by the condition of what he called the boss's lawn that he'd come by to recondition it. The change was a complete mystery to my parents, who made jokes about the lawn fairies who work on the grass when everyone's asleep. My parents were spending a lot of time relaxing in the evenings after work, admiring their miraculous lawn. My mother stood and looked, walked to the window. My goodness! I looked and was stunned to see the old station wagon with Joey Powell sitting in the front seat, his head down, dozing. Look at the size of that man. Why, he barely fits in the car. Dad stood and went to the window. Hmm, that car looks kind of beat up. I wonder if he's all right. He's all right, believe me. It slipped out of before I could stop it. You know him? Think fast. But I couldn't figure out how to explain how I had come to own the prize fighter in front of our house with a whole lot of details, and I also didn't want to lie to my folks. Well, sort of. I know him from the lawn john. Sorry. Well, sort of. I know him from the lawn jobs I've been doing. He's a good guy. I'll go out and see what he's doing here. I was out the door before they could say anything. Joey! Yes? 
What are you doing here? I thought I'd spend the night here to make sure Rock's people don't find you. Gosh, thanks a lot. But Rock doesn't know my name or where I live. Speaking of that, how did you find me? I followed you on your bicycle. Oh, well, look, I don't need any help right now, but thanks again. Besides, shouldn't you be getting sleep for training? When's your next fight? Six days, next Saturday night. It's on the list they send sponsors. Oh, I left the list at Arnold's. Joey, my parents don't know what I do at Arnold's and that I'm sponsoring you. Not yet, that is. I'll tell them, of course, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I can't figure out a good way to tell them how everything happened, and they might not understand my involvement in, well, the fight game. Don't you want to be my sponsor? Oh, no, that's not it. I'm glad that um, we're working together, especially after today, and thank you again for that. No problem. Is your fight next Saturday on television? I think so. Can't you come to the arena? The sponsor should watch the fight in person. It'd be hard for me to get there, but I'll watch it on television. I really will. I'm rooting for you, Joey. I know you're going to win. I just feel it. Now go home and get some rest and concentrate on your training. You only have six days to get ready. I still worry about Rock. I'll be fine. Really. And thanks for everything. He looked at me. I'll be fine. He nodded. As I watched him drive away, I really believed it. Chapter 12, Team Management in Times of Uncertainty. The next day started out normal, or as normal as anything had been this summer. The rain had stopped and the grass dried. I rode my little mower over to Arnold's to check the notebooks to see where the jobs were. By now, the whole thing pretty much took care of itself. Everybody knew where to go, what to do. Well, I sighed, another day. Arnold nodded. It's a good crew. They know what to do. It's the best kind of business. Everybody's happy, everybody makes money, and the lawns get good care. Speaking of knowing what to do, did you talk to your parents last night? I tried, Arnold. I really did. But then Joey showed up and the opportunity was gone. Joey showed up? What do you mean? So I told him about Joey following me home and how difficult it became to talk to my parents about all the money things. I couldn't see just how to break it to them by explaining that I own a heavyweight prize fighter, so I figured out I'd maybe wait it out until tonight. Or this afternoon. It's Monday and they both get off work today at noon. Arnold nodded. All right then, but for sure today, I'm really getting uncomfortable at keeping secrets from them, and I want your parents to set up a proper account for you. Today, for sure. What are you going to do now? The Beckwith lawn. I might as well take my mower over there. Keep my hand in. I worked for two solid hours and only had half the lawn done before I needed to refuel. I'd started to put gas in the mower when I remembered my cell phone. Arnold had bought a bunch of phones and we'd given one to each of the crews and to me so that we could keep in touch throughout the day. It bothered me that I had the thing in a belt holster while messing with gas after I'd seen something on television about how cell phones might spark and blow things up. So I took it out of the belt holster and was just setting it on the ground when it went off. I had it set on vibrate so I could feel it because with that old mower, there's no way I could hear it. Vibration scared me so much I dropped it. I grabbed it and the call was from Arnold. Hey, what's up? It might be best for you to head home right now. His voice sounded clipped and unnatural. What? Home. It would be good for you to head home. You mean your place or my home? Yes, right. Head home for now. Ugh. And then nothing. 
I looked around, half expecting to see something that would explain what I just heard. Nothing, of course. I went over to Arnold's wor- I went over Arnold's words again, trying to remember. I dialed his number. It rang and rang. This is Arnold. Please leave a message. I started to leave one, then decided not to. Something was definitely wrong. He had said head for home. I looked at my watch. Nobody would be there for an hour. Why head home? Why not go to his house? And why had he cut off so abruptly? Rock. It must have something to do with him. But Joey Powell had pretty much taken care of that. Maybe not. Maybe Rock had come back and followed some of the men to Arnold's house and figured out that Arnold kind of ran the show. And then they came this morning. And what? I had to go see. They carefully. I parked the mower and ran the four long blocks to Arnold's. I stopped across the street in back of the Jameson's hedge and studied Arnold's house. His Toyota was there as usual. Things seemed normal. Nothing was moving on the porch or in any of the windows that I could see. I watched for what seemed like an hour, but it was probably only 15 minutes or so. I tried to slow my breathing down from the run over, and I clenched my hands into fists to stop shaking. I finally decided to walk up to the house and check it out, and it started to creep out of the hedge when I saw it. Behind the curtain on the living room window, a man's head appeared. Just for a second, the curtain shifted, and I saw him. I moved back behind the hedge. Rock. Either him or his identical twin. So, Rock was there. Probably with some of his men. And they must have Arnold. So, now what? They had Arnold and they wanted what? They wanted money? More money than before? For sure. But what else? They wanted me? Wanted me to get the money? With a jolt, I realized there was nothing I could do. Pascal turned his cell phone off during the day so he could sleep. And even if I could get some of the sites, get the men, they might not be able to help. I had to call the police. I had a cell, three numbers, 911. But I didn't. Would anyone believe me? A 12-year-old kid calls the police and says he's running a huge business and somebody has taken over the house of a stockbroker? No problem. We'll be right over. We'll just have to pick up the Tooth Fairy and Superman and we'll get right on it. My heart sank even further when it hit me that I had no way to get in touch with Joey either. Who would have been my best ally? All of the paperwork about him was still in Arnold's house. I didn't know his address or phone number or even the fight was going to be on Saturday. Everything was in the house where Rock was, either alone with Arnold or with more of his men. I needed help now. I needed somebody smart who could think outside the box and help me figure out what to do about Rock and Arnold. Somebody with a good brain who would truly want to help me. I needed my parents.